Welcome to Transition Church Podcast, a place for growth and revelation. Thank you for tuning in. Now, your host, Paul the Lion Huntington. All right. Dear Father, thank you for today, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for everything you're doing. We just ask what you just minister to us. Help us to understand your word and to apply it. And we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to say welcome to everybody uh, to Transition Church. Um, welcome everybody here. Um, and so we're going to dive right in. So today I'm going to talk to you about the one, two, threes to live in the goodness of God. The one, two, threes into living in the goodness of God. So the scripture I want to read from is um, Exodus 33, 17. And I'm going to read all the way through 19. Okay. So 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou, ha ha that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Now, in the, in, in the understanding of this, it's like Moses was seeking after God. Moses was going after God. And yet Moses wanted something from God. And God's like, well, I'll do what you ask because I know you, because we have a relationship. So in verse 18, he said, please show me your glory. That was what Moses wanted. 19, and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So in the understanding, last week we talked about waiting on God. We talked about how to to um, thrive in his presence, but to wait for him to come, to wait to show up, okay? The waiting period. We talked about that and how essential it is to our Christian walk, okay? And our walk with Christ. So now, waiting on God. So Moses was waiting on God. He was going back and forth with God, okay? But it caused a hunger in him. So when you wait on God, it causes you to want more of God. It causes you to have an addiction to God. It causes you to have a hunger that cannot be quenched. Okay? And so in that hunger, we want to, we want to spend as much time in God's presence. You know, so when, when somebody has an encounter with God, that encounter lasts and it makes an impression on that person. Okay, where they they'll ch their life will change. The way they see things will change. The way they go after God will change, and it's caused by the uh, uh, encounter with God. Moses had several encounters with God. He had timeless encounters with God, but yet he wasn't satisfied because a hunger grew in him. God, I want to see your glory. I want, I want to know you more than what I have experienced, God. There has to be more. And if you're in, in your Christian walk or you're walking with Christ and you don't have that question of, is there more? Then, then you need to go back into the word and say, okay, I'm reading this. What am I applying? What am I not doing? Because there's so the vastness of God. As scientists, they explore the, the universe, right? Explore out of, out of space. Now, at a time, they said, okay, we, it's just the Milky Way. But then there, there's a scientist who said, wait, there has to be more. It can't just be us. 
It can't be just, just our, our galaxy. There has to be more, and they have explored more, and they have realized that there is so much more, such a great vastness of space. With God, there's such a great vastness of God, such a big amount of God that we have never tapped into. I think a lot of us, if we tapped into everything that has to do with God, our head would explode. So in, in that understanding, Moses waiting on God created a hunger inside of him. A hunger. So when you wait on God, you're like, God, I want more of you. I, I'm not going to move until you come. I'm not going to move until I hear a word from you. I'm not going to move until I hear your voice, God, or feel that you're here, God. I want you more than ever. Now, that hunger will multiply the more you spend time with God. The more you spend time with God, the more that you're in his presence. Okay? Oops, go backwards. Then when you're in the presence of God, okay, being in his presence, so you waited on him, now his presence come, and now you're in his presence. It's, it, it has to be on a personal level for God's presence to come, okay? So you're intimately knowing God. God knows you by first name basis. He knows you by his son. He knows you because you have shared everything with God. You know him on a personal level that literally changes how you walk, how you talk, how you think, because you have God in mind like, I shouldn't say that because that's not pleasing to God, or I shouldn't walk this way because, you know, I, I don't think my, my father will approve. So you walk in that, in that place because you are now a carrier of God's presence. God is a friend of yours. He's walking with you because you have a personal relationship with him. Okay, In that personal relationship, you're exposing everything about you to God. See, God already knows everything. He's just waiting for you to talk about it. As a kid, like, you know, being a kid growing up, you know, you see a kid and he, he ate from the cookie jar, right? He has chocolate all over his face and crumbs and everything like that. And you're looking at him, you're like, did you eat from the cookie jar? No. I didn't even know. Are you sure? Yeah. See, God's like the father, like, okay, did you? Like, we have it all over our face. He knows what we've done. He's just waiting for the kids. Yeah, I ate from the cookie jar. Okay. <laughs> I could tell. Did you look yourself in the mirror? No. And you look, oh, just cookie and chocolate chip all over your face. But when it comes down to it, God wants that relationship where we are honest with God, with everything that we go through, with everything that we think, with everything that we, we say and do, with everything, there has to be an honesty. So there has to be a personal relationship. Being married, that, that's, that's a personal relationship between me and my wife. So I'm able to show, hey, guess what, honey? I look like this. <laughs> ah, I have a pimple on the back of my neck. You know, I don't smell good today. You know, all these things that we are so uh, conscious about, I'm able to share with my wife, and she could tell me, oh, well, well you kind of, you don't smell too good. Oh, thank you. Thank you, love. I'm going to go take a shower. 
but it's all in that intimate relationship. You don't, you're not intimate with everybody. You don't share your intimate details about yourself to just people you just met. God doesn't just share himself to just anybody. God doesn't share himself to just somebody who says, hey, God, I just want to know you. It has to be on a personal level. God wants to see how serious you are with him. How serious you want to get to know him. Is he just the 911 God? Or is he the God that's like, okay, God, I, I, I want you because not what you could do for me. I want you because I want to get to know you. All that stuff is just added. I just want to get to know you. And in that understanding, God shows himself to you. Because now your relationship is personal. Okay? Then, the goodness of God. Now, when we take the goodness of God, Moses went through all these steps. And then God said, okay, my goodness is going to pass in front of you. Okay, so in the passing in front in front of Moses, it's trust him to lead you. Now, in that in the scripture, Moses had to trust God that God will show himself his glory to Moses. But Moses had to do what God asked him to do. I will place you in the cleft of this rock. I will put you in the rock, and then after, when I pass by, then you can look. See, most could have been like, and they just looked automatically. Well, we wouldn't hear anything else of Moses. But the thing is this, is it, he trusted God to lead him to see God's glory. So in the understanding of, of, of living in God's goodness, we have to trust God enough to lead us where we need to go and trust that his goodness we will follow. Things sometimes happen just like that. Things, things pop up, things, things, uh, problems and situations. And the thing is, is if you're in relationship with God and you're personal with God, you could trust God's going to lead you through that problem with his goodness. Been through a situation, been through a problem, you're like, I don't understand how this is the problem, but I'm not affected by it because you're walking in God's goodness. God creates a path for you. It says, uh, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So God was directing Moses's path where he's saying, okay, you want to see my glory. Okay. Follow my steps. Okay. Follow what I say. Do what I tell you to do. And then you trust me enough. We would like to take a brief break from this episode with a word from our sponsors. Welcome back as we continue with this episode. So I'm going to show you who I am, but I'm only going to show you my goodness. Now, the hardest thing that a lot of us go through is the trust. Trusting, 
Because we, 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 we base God off of relationships. We base God off of how our parents were. We base God how our spouses were. We base God on how the church has been towards us. We base God on all these things. And yet we're, we, we were like, okay, God, you're going to do me like that person did. Or are you going to say to me like this person said? It's, 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 you're, there's a lack of trust. And that's one of the major things that people deal with is trust. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know them. You wouldn't trust them with anything. You just know them. And one of the, one of the things is like, okay, you know, would you trust them to hold your child? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. But I thought they were a good person. They're a good person. I just don't trust them enough with my child. I don't trust them enough with my vehicle. I don't trust them enough with my, my house or my cat. I don't trust them enough. So the thing is, this is building that relationship with that person where you're like, I know them. God was telling Moses, I know you and I can trust you with who I am. My glory, my goodness. And now I'm going to walk with you as friend because we have that relationship. We have that trust. Now, was Moses always, oh, God, you're perfect and everything like that? No, there's times Moses got mad. God said, tap the rock, and he smacked the mess out of that rock. You know, came down from the mountain, had the tablets in his hand that God just wrote, and he's seen the, the Israelites, um, um, you know, bowing themselves to a calf and everything like that, and he got mad and he broke them. And so he had to go back up the mountain, and God's like, now you write them. Oh, man. <laughs> and it wasn't no, oh, he had to chisel those things out of a, so think about it. Did God just say, all right, here's some tablets. No, he had to chisel those tablets out of the rock. God already did it once, and then they said, now it's your turn. Go ahead, chisel away. It's not like Moses had all these tools in his pocket and be like, yeah, I brought my tool belt just in case. No. It was chiseling those things out of rock with a rock. But now there's a trust between God and Moses. Is there a trust between you and God, it's not what he can do for you, is does God know you? Does he know you as friend? Is he able to say, that's my friend right there? David messed up, but he was still called the man after God's own heart. David wasn't perfect. David was literally up one day, one day, down the next day, up one minute, down the next minute. He was always erratic. But the thing is, is he was still a man after God's own heart. There was a trust between him and God. Elijah, there was a trust between him and God. Many men in Hebrews, or women in Hebrews, in the Hall of Fame of Hebrews, they had a trust between them and God, and God trusts them to walk in his anointing, to walk in his presence. As children of God, we are called to walk in the presence of God all the time. But the thing is, is that only happens when you have a personal relationship with God, where God trusts you more than you trust him. And he's able to say, okay, here, now walk in my presence. Now walk in the anointing that I created you for. Some of us aren't ready to walk in that anointing. 
Some of us would take that anointing and literally squander it or, or, or make it all about us. But there has to be that trust where God's like, okay, here, you're not going to give a, 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 a kid, you know, a, 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 you know, an AR-15 and be like, hey, have fun. No. That's a powerful weapon. And this kid's only, what, 10? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to train him. You're going to teach him about the safeties of it all. You're going to teach him how to line the sights. You're going to teach him how to clean it. You're going to teach him how to load it. You're going to teach him on the right time to use it. But you're not just going to hand it to him. In God's presence, God teaches us how to be in his presence, how to carry ourselves in his presence, how to speak in his presence, how to walk in the place where God is there all the time. And it comes with trust. Trust. So, the one, two, threes of walking in God's goodness. One, hunger. Two, relationship. Three, trust to lead. Okay? So, one, hunger. Two, relationship. Three, trust to lead. So, in this, if we apply these things and actually be honest with ourselves, with God, we'll be in awe of how much God reveals himself to us. Because God wants to reveal himself to us more than we actually want. He wants to talk to us more than we want to talk to him. But when we, when we come before him and say, God, I'm serious about our relationship. I'm serious about us talking. I'm serious about um, being in your presence, God. I need to be in that presence. God, let's do this. Then there will be a realization like, wow, okay, he's serious. He's serious. So Brownsville Revival, okay? Uh, John Kilpatrick. Um, I think that's his name. Um, so he was in his church and he goes, there's, there's something that needs to be, there has to be a breakthrough here, God. I, I, we need revival. And he was telling God this and he, he, he was serious. He told God, okay, God, here's the keys to the church. He threw him on the altar and said, God, I'll quit if you don't show up. I'll go down the street. I'm, I'm good with it but I need you to show up here. He was serious, and God seen how serious he was. Now, did it happen overnight? No. That seriousness, seriousness of what you want has to be on a daily basis, has to be on a minute basis, has to be on an hourly basis. So like if, you, if, if a kid said, I want to be the best baseball player ever, and you don't see him practice baseball at all, then what's the point? Like, I love baseball. Okay, and when I played, I wanted to be the best hitter on the team. Now I wasn't the biggest. Now I was the fastest, but I wasn't the biggest. And and yet there's kids who were knocking them like way out in the outfield. So what I did is I would go outside, have my Eastland bat, Eastern bat, and I would literally throw rocks and I'll just smack it and try to hit as far as I could. And I would always say, because my favorite player was Andreas, Andreas Galarraga, okay? So I would literally say, all right, big cat's home, coming up to the plate. Oh, 
Whooting, and that's all you heard. If you were sitting on the other side of the house, all you would hear outside is whooting, whooting, whooting. Why? Because I wanted to be the best. Now, I wasn't hitting a baseball. I was hitting rocks. But it helped me. So when I did play, I was able to hit the ball hard enough that I were, was able to do in-park, uh, infield uh, uh, home runs. Famous thing that my coach always told me, hey, come visit me on third, which I very rarely did. Why? Because I would go past him. Done. But the thing is, is I was serious enough. I was serious enough to get a baseball and just throw it all the way up in the air and, and, and catch it. I had to be serious. I want to be one of the good, uh, good left field. I want to be a good first baseman. So instead of going, I would go to the batter's cage and I would just have my glove. I wouldn't hit it. When the ball comes, I'll catch it. Why? Because I want to be able to catch a ball that comes fast at me at first base. First base, you always have a ball coming fast at you next to the catcher. So I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. I was serious about it. Are we serious about God? Are we serious to be in this presence? It's not just a ritual thing that we do on the daily basis. We ritually pray. We ritually, uh, ritually read our Bible. We ritually listen to praise and worship music. That's what we do on the, on the daily, but it's ritual. It's not the thing of if I just say, hi, honey, I love you, and that's it on a daily basis, and that's, I could say it without even thinking, hi, honey, I love you. But if I go out of my way to, to hug her, go out of my way to, to give her a kiss, go out of my way to ask her how her day is going, that's not ritual. That's not ritual anymore. It's relationship. Is our relationship with God ritual or is it real? Is it real relationship? Are we personally wanting to get to know God or are we personally wanting to use God? Because that's where it comes down to. So these are the three, um, three one, two, threes of walking in God's goodness. Now for everybody out, out online, we're going to pray. If you want to surrender, just repeat after me. Say, God, I'm done. I quit. I give up. I'm through. I no longer own me. You own me. Teach me. Guide me. Show me what you want me to do. And I'll do it for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I surrender. You guys have a blessed day, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Transition Church Podcast. Don't forget to comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone you love.